This week, we talk about protein. Also, we'll take the mystery out of ghrelin and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Fuck. What? What? Nothing. Never mind. That's perfectly normal. What was I thinking? (laughs) The hell are you doing? Oh, you didn't. You didn't hear? What? I mean, eat your shirt. Well, I mean, besides the fact that this is a beautiful, the real food pyramid shirt available on furiousmerch.com. It has vegetables at the top. See, it's got the cow, the pig, and the chicken. Yeah. The real food pyramid. Available at furiousmerch.com. Aside from the fact that this is a beautiful shirt, um, I, don't know if you heard, it? I don't know if you heard the latest, do we? Oh, boy. But cotton is now edible. <laughs> you know, so who, dis- did, you know just, who discovered this? I was just getting a little snack. You know who discovered it? Uh, George Buddy? Washington Carver. No, Buddy the Elf. When he's in the... <laughs> The doctor's office, and he keeps eating those cotton balls. He was way ahead of time. Way ahead of his time. Yeah, you didn't hear. And the funny thing is, this came out. In, this article came out in 2018, but I saw somebody posted in a carnivore group as a joke. Dude, like, you read some weird websites, right? But the edible cotton seed is now a thing, and it could have big implications for world hunger. Apparently, it tastes like hummus. I don't really. That eat doesn't hummus. make. That's not a selling point. I know, but. How funny is that if they start growing cotton and people start eating it? And All I right, think what, they're. What are the macros? <laughs> okay, you got, you, you got your protein, you got your Prove fat. Prove it. You got your fat, <laughs> you got your carbs, you got your cotton. <laughs> how much cotton are you get in a day? Right, well, how much? 100 well, grams no, how many, per. Of the big three, how many are in cotton? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I think. Okay, it's whoa, it says it this is a potentially big does. deal. Cotton seed is high in protein, and there's a lot of cotton in the world, according to the San Antonio Express News. Well, it's grown by nearly seed. 20 million farmers in 80 countries, many with high rates of malnutrition. Because they're eating cotton. And so, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, cotton seed could be a solution if only people could eat it, but it's poisonous to many animals, including people, due to a toxin called gossypol. Okay. Lowers blood potassium to dangerous levels, resulting in fatigue and even paralysis. It is, however, digestible by cows. See, there's that argument that vegans love to use, you know? No, that we're actually really rudiments. That and, right. Yeah. We, we only have one. St- yeah, they have four stomachs. We only have one stomach, honey. It's completely different. <laughs> right. um, says you could meet the basic protein requirements of hundreds of millions of people. If, they're, if they find the solution, they've been working with an engineer to, for a solution to the issue. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a second. So this isn't even a thing yet? Well, I don't know if it is now. I just saw this article and it made me, it made me laugh, and I thought it'd be a good, a good joke. For sure. <laughs> but, you know. Stupid is as stupid does. They won't. See, what's scary, though, is I wouldn't put it past some of the, you know, forces out there that given – if you could raise cattle on a, cer- a certain acre versus, hey, let's plant some cotton and make it edible, some people would choose that. Right? I if, suppose. If you think red meat's yeah. evil and for bad sure. for the environment for sure. and going to give you heart attacks, yep. some people would choose cotton to eat. So that's uh, it's kind of scary, but 
It's a thing, man. I don't know. It says, because of that gossy Paul, cottonseed itself hasn't been a source of human food. So I think they're working on it. I don't know if uh, if they got there yet. Maybe they realized it was dumb. I don't know, man. Oh, there we go. Someday might take milks, nut butters, and chopped nut substitutes. The protein can be extracted and used in energy bars or flours eh, to make protein-enhanced breads. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure out a way, man. Uh, they're going to make... I'm all for that part. I mean, yeah, Whatever. I mean, further the science. Yeah. I mean, but explore it. Sounds kooky to me. Sounds kooky. I'd rather just uh, have the cows eat the cotton. Yeah, and, let's and give then, it to them. And then eat them. That's that, that already has been proven to work. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, dude. All right. Well, that was funny. Um, I got, here's another thing. And I got to tell you about my, I was just down in Florida for a few days. And Are you going to mukbang cotton? Uh, I, I practically mukbanged while I was down there, but I'll, I'll get into that. <laughs> but one thing that was I thought was interesting, um, I saw this article where airlines may have to start weighing passengers. At the I gate. saw that. Did you see that? Yep. Well, think about it. I've been saying this for years, by the way. They base their fuel consumption, the safety, how many how, bags they can have. How long it takes to get there. Yeah, exactly. It's all based on how much does that aircraft weigh. And they yep. know what the fuel weighs. They know what the bags weigh or the capacity of the storage compartment. That's why you have a 40-pound limit on your bags. Right. Well, guess what they aren't checking? People. The fat ass in the seat. People. I've said for years. Well, I haven't said that for years, but I have said for years that um, the extremely obese, and I'm just speaking factual here. Do you remember People Kevin get all Smith? wound up when I say this. By but. the way, do you remember Kevin Smith? Yeah. Too Fat to Fly and that whole thing? Oh, no. Because he got I kicked off him. of Southwest. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That director, he got kicked off of Southwest because yeah, he's he, the... Yeah, the he did. Uh, you know, chasing Amy and chasing Amy and all that. Yeah. I love, I love him, but you know, it was a whole thing a few years back. Yeah, where he got kicked off a flight because oh, I, I do remember that. No, he would not fit yep. in the seat. Right, and you know, that's only happened to the pretty. I mean, he was over three hundred. That's on, not uncommon now. Well, right, exactly. That's the scary part. And but I, my argument has always been, if you're not going to charge them for two seats. Then give me a discount on half the seat I couldn't use. Right. Because I was like this, squished over the for three hours. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, well, and the thing is the average person, average person's weight has gone up significantly. That's the key because they have, you know, 250 seats on a plane times the average weight of, let's say, 150 pounds mm -hmm. equals a certain amount. Now, if the average person weighs 180, right? I mean, if the average has crept up, that changes all the calculations. Fuel costs more. You know, they like you said, it's going to take longer to get there. They have to change their schedules. Right. Um, cost, you know, cost more in fuel. So they have to either charge more per ticket. I think they or, just need to make them buy two tickets. Well, the problem is, like, how do you, you know, those, those, you know, those airline seats are freaking one size, right? So you're saying pop up the armrest and just take up two? And just pop up the armrest and kind of lean towards one. Right. right. Like if, if, if you're, if you're extremely obese, larger person and not just obese, but also just big in general. Well, I feel and bad for anybody that's like over six, three. Or oh, whatever. it's, it's horrible. It. You're only six, it. one and you probably can. I hate it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's I'm five, so eight and I am not super comfortable in an airline. Seat. I always ask for like the bulkhead or <clears throat> where there's nothing in front, not another row no. right in front of you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, yeah. I've, I've said if, 
you're just going to have to force them because sitting next and it never fails dude every time i fly i can almost guarantee you when i'm looking down the aisle at all the people on both sides and i'm wondering which row mine is and i look i don't even need to look at the row numbers i just need to look for the biggest nfl looking motherfucker in the plane and i guarantee my <laughs> seat's next to him you're in the middle <laughs> yeah you're in the middle guaranteed between, between two linebackers and i look at him and go <laughs> never fails Oh, dude. And can you imagine? And there'll be two 90-pound grandmas with a seat open in between them. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. How do you elegantly do this? Because You don't. Yeah. That's you do gonna, it with a two-by-four across the face. It's going to be – there's no there's no nice PC way to go, nope. uh, sorry, you're too fat. But if you spell it out right. on the website when you buy a ticket, yeah. and if it says, please enter weight – <laughs> and then you are so honest. It's already problematic. Why? Well, because people are going to, I'm just telling, not for me. People are going to lie. People are going to freak, though. They go, oh, dare you. That's fat shaming, you know. No, it's not. It's fucking physics. The plane will crash. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have everything balanced, and we can't have so many yes. people that are heavy. Mm -hmm. And we got to save money. I'm with you. So we can't have, you know, half the plane be over 300 otherwise right. we're going to use more it's going to fuel consumption is going to go up yeah. guess what go, that happens then my ticket goes up right why should my plane ticket go up well right and like i said they weigh your bag so you know for the same reason you get a certain size of bag number one because they have a certain size storage area and it has to weigh a certain amount for the exact same reason so if you feel if you're trying to transport dumbbells right you get dinged yep you got to pay more yep so they're already doing it but that's and not I feel personal and I, I don't care. I feel there's a vast majority of the people who will that are that will pay more. That'll go. Eh, yeah, I knew how, that was coming. How about this though? I figured. How about this? There's you know there's the the mukbangers of the world, the the you know overweight obese people. How about a bodybuilder that's two seventy five and jacked? He he still needs to pay more. Right, I know. He's heavy. But Period. He, but he's getting penalized for that. Doesn't matter. Right. And it's then, an anomaly, and it's all about physics and weight. It's not about appearance and shitty lifestyle. It's about physics. It's about weight. And here's the other thing, too. Do you... So you the, the NFL lineman, he's got to pay it, too. Because, you know, I weigh like 170-ish right now, and I'm planning to get down to 160-something eventually. <laughs> and you weigh... Spoiler alert. What do you weigh right now? 215. Right. So then you probably have to pay more than me just because of genetics some of that too height and but is it a graduated scale or right. is it over 300 you have to pay more yeah right or is there like lines of you know sections like because obviously well, the other thing too is like okay you know i just flew to florida while my youngest daughter weighs like 60 pounds right right yeah so you, do you get a discount so do you add up the weight of your whole party or whatever and then pay so much per ticket is oh, it less would, for her and more for the that would be impossible more for me yeah that would be impossible I just, you know, it's fraught with danger. I don't want, I don't envy it them. It has to be, no, I don't no. envy their It position. has to just be, all right, here's the cutoff. It's 300 pounds. <laughs> and for every 10 pounds over 300, it's 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy them trying to figure that out. Um, and this is going to kind of dovetail into uh, my trip because I made a few observations while I was there. Number one, they do you dirty on the water slides. Why? They weigh your ass. You know that? Did you know that? No. Okay, so there's these water slides, and we went to Universal. I don't go on water called... slides because I'm not seven, but go on. <laughs> oh, there's these family ones. <laughs> Volcano. It's called Volcano Bay. Awesome spot. Um, but there's these 
rafts that can hold like five, five you know, oh, a family right. of that five. That sounds cool. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking but, of, but okay. when you walk up to the platform, I, I noticed it right away. And the first one went, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. So we, it looked like one of those ground loops at a stop sign or a stoplight? Right. The, well, they shifted the party in front of us over to get in the raft. And then they said, okay, you guys all stand right there. And I'm like, stand right there. Okay. And I noticed it was a segmented out Like the ground section. loop at a stoplight. Like, or like, you know, the... You know the scale at a truck stop. Yeah, well, that's what that or ground, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. And and I looked, and he was looking at a screen, and it was hidden from our view, and he was totaling up the weight of our party that was going to go in that tube because they must have a maximum weight. Where if you're, you know, if you got a five three hundred pounders, you yeah, can't, well, why can't you just eyeball many. it? Why can't you just go? Eh, you're gonna have to split up because they got minimum wage 15 year olds running these things sure. and they, they have to have a number and if it's over you know 700 you don't go or you got to split up into two parties and that that actually happened all the reverse way no the reverse oh. way there was two skinny 12 year olds and they get they said you guys can't go alone you're too light right because they might get stuck yep yep not not heavy enough to go down the slide so they actually had to go with the three people behind them oh, really? together on one tube oh so they're watching it on both ends but i was like wow that they did us dirty because they don't tell you. Mm-hmm. And if it's fine, they just go, okay, go ahead. They don't, they don't say we're weighing you. They don't say, oh, you good. You're under the limit or whatever. Cause they don't want to have that conversation oh, for sure. Unless they absolutely, absolutely have to. But I was like, good job that. watching your energy intake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> right. But you know, nowadays that's a concern because if that slide is made to handle a maximum weight, you don't want an uh, inner tube full of fatties getting lodged halfway through no, and having to get, them out. get the jaws of life in there. Shut it down. Come in with a helicopter. Or the giant plunger. <laughs> the giant plunger pushing them down. You have to send down that little hook that comes out from the helicopter. <laughs> Just squirt a bunch of canola oil down so it gets all slippery. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> and... Another thing, okay, so that was interesting how they did that, and that you know maybe that's what they're going to do at the airline at the gate, have a scale, and then. Well, they'll definitely have a scale because they're not going to. It's not going to be the honor system. No, no, or eyeballing. Yeah. No, no, but are they going to tell? You know, or are they just going to if your party looks, or you, you know, you're if you're within the range, they'll just wave you through and not even say anything, and then if you're. Nope. TF, when TF, you, too fat to fly. Then the police side. Nope. When you stop with your. <laughs> your screenshot of your boarding pass and you wave the C, the QR code underneath the little screen, you're going to be standing on a scale. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how they're going to do it, man. But then what happens when they go, boop. Because auga, auga. Sorry, fat Josh. You need to pay more. Now what do they do? Set you aside oh. and let everyone else on? Dude. Or do they just hold up the line and... That's like suicide worthy. You have worthy. to get out your credit card. That's suicide worthy right there. If you get called out in front of the crowd like that and say you're freaking, you're too fat. I mean, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. They have to establish the guidelines way, way ahead of time. You got to know what you're getting into. You got to know you're not going to get it. You're not going to sneak by. Here's what they need to do. If see if all the CEO, all the CEOs of airlines are listening. CEO of Jawline? Yeah, yeah, or airline. Guy. Airline. <laughs> he weighs too much because of his jawline bones. You're obsessed with that guy. Um, <laughs> I like to forget about him as soon as we leave here. Um, no, but if, if the CEOs of the airlines are listening, I know they all are. Um, of course. Well, yeah, naturally. Um, so if you're listening, 
what you need to do is when you're buying, you're purchasing your ticket, a box pops up and it says, enter your personal information. Six one two fifteen eight inches. <laughs> if it says, if it pops up and says, you must pay, you're over the the limit or whatever. How they phrase it so it's a little delicate. Yeah, you you need to pay fifty dollars more. If you say, fuck that, hit Bullshit. the back hit the back button and put one forty five, and they're like, nope, you meet all blah blah blah. And they, push you right through wow. and then you get there and when you're scanning right. your qr code and you're heavy right. they go look oh, it was 50 when you're buying it yeah. now it's 150 oh yeah well kind of like when you check your bag or you pay for your bag before you get there it's cheaper than if you do it at the airport they bend you over because right they don't want you they want to know ahead of time what they're dealing for with. sure yeah yep so that's the that's only way bad. they could really do it or and then have that warning pop up when it says you type in 145. Warning, you're too fat to fly. <laughs> no, we don't believe you're 145. Warning, you're not 145. We have your webcam on. We can see you. <laughs> we, so, can, we can tell by the perspiration on the fingers that touch this phone. You right. way, way, way more than that. But seriously, <laughs> if they just have this thing pop up after you enter 145, you know, what are you, five, three, what are you? Five, whatever. Five, eight. All right. It's close. <laughs> Can't go a week without Josh short jokes. <laughs> um, but then it says, wait, 145. Have a thing that pops up so everybody knows, oh, I didn't see that. Bullshit. It popped up and it wouldn't let you go on until you clicked on it, acknowledged it. Right. That says, if you are not 145 at the terminal, you will pay X. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They would okay. They would avoid all those embarrassing circumstances. It could work. But, and, but then you know what they And it's be? a great source of revenue because if they move that threshold up and down, they could, it's like a dial for how much more money do you want to make because mm-hmm. they know how fat the average person is. Yep. So they can just like, well, we need a little more money this 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 month. Turn down the threshold a little five pounds. And guess what? This, <laughs> <laughs> right. Guess what this is going to do? And we're not going to go down this rabbit hole right now. I swear <laughs> to God, we're not. I, I won't let us, <laughs> even though I'm the rabbit hole king. Well, I'm showing up in a speedo, number one. Hey, there you go. You know, because then here's here's the here's the here's the logical dilemma that most people are going to face, ideolog- ideologically. Mm. So, what happens to all of the people going? You can't ask me how fat I am, mm. but here's my vaccination card. Right. Yeah. What's the difference? Right. All right, move on. Well, we won't go down that. No, no, we can't go down the rabbit hole. Uh, I, I promised. <laughs> I veto that. <laughs> I would just say, well, one affects the f- actual flight dynamics, right? So does giving everyone coronavirus. Well, yeah. <laughs> you not can't the, say. Not the vaccinated ones. Hey, they've already got vaccinated. Yeah, All but, right. But here's, okay, the, now we're done. here's the problem. You can't tell a <laughs> private company what to do. All right. If oh, it's right. their airplane. And I mean, I think you'd have a way easier time justifying the fat thing because that you can say, look, it's just pure, like you said, it's pure physics. It's pure, you know, we, we charge you more on, on the weight. It's physics well, and it's virology. Here's what you could say. If you have a, for every 10 pounds less your bag weighs, you get 10 pounds more in your gut. So if you pack really ah, light. Screw that. Then you're still making the person <laughs> uncomfortable next to you. You still need to pay more. Yeah. Or That's, don't sit next to right. me. Because if I have to fly for three hours, four hours, with my elbow like this inside my armrest, I'm going to fucking snap. <laughs> All right. Well, 
We've solved it, people. It is. It's solved. There you go. CEO of Airline, call us. I'm going to, even though they will listen, as a reminder, I'm going to email them the link. Okay. To this episode. Yep. Okay, so b- back to my water park trip, okay? I While thought I was, we were done with that. No, we're not. We're just getting started Rub it in. So I noticed One percenter over here going on vacations. Well, it's, I got it because of the tickets were crazy cheap. $74 round trip to Orlando. Come on. No. Can't even drive to the cities for that. I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was, out of, it was out of MSP, but still. Whatever. Still freaking cheap. Right. So. Not not gold plated over here. Um, okay, Thurston. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I was there, you know, now that I'm so like focused on this fitness thing, I can't. You noticed that? I I I did. I was a, <sighs> one. I sat there. In my, I sat there in my lawn chair. Okay. Because I said you noticed fat people. In case you didn't hear me. Yeah. Oh, I noticed them. Well, they're they're unavoidable. They're freaking everywhere. <clears throat> so I sat in my lawn chair and I counted. Like for 10 minutes, I just watched people walk by and I tried to find anybody I considered not obese. And honestly, the only people that weren't almost were pretty much young kids who just haven't got there yet. Some of them have. And yeah, well, yeah, way too many, way too many have, but, and a few adults, but seeing somebody with visible abs was extremely rare. I mean, when I saw like an actual lean dude, like I saw a couple like, you know, lean jack dudes i'm like oh my god there's one it was like a unicorn <laughs> they were so rare and it used to be fitty fitty right now i'm gonna are you gonna pop that old picture well i got a couple the, from the broad the boardwalk i got a couple here yep so did <clears throat> you get people's permissions that was before john okay so this is like you know that's why there's so many this is like the 1910s or something i mean when you know but look i mean everybody's lean because they're starving. When, no, just kidding. It's because of their. They weren't. Yeah, because of their diet, they were just eating whole foods. And France. I'm not sure where this is. Um, Judging by the. It says uh, Graham Green Brighton. So it might be New York, but you know, everybody's freaking lean because they were eating whole foods. They weren't overconsuming oils and and processed refined sugars and, it and wasn't, carbs. And it wasn't economically o- abundant. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't go, you couldn't wasn't, feast every night. Well, feast on horribly fattening, hyperpalatable things. You well, know, there was potatoes on anything everywhere. Yeah, they needed to ration, they needed to be smart because it was, there just wasn't an overabundance like there is. Now. But even if there was, like, if you could eat as much as you wanted of whatever, how many, how many, we've said this many times, how many potatoes can you eat? Right. You're not going to overeat calories on, right, right, right. on boiled potatoes. And those were in abundance. But, I mean, you try to find a fat person in this picture, that's the unicorn. Okay, now here's here's a picture of, you know, I guess this is Miami, like within the last March March of 2020. Now, you know, every every almost everybody's fat. You know, that if you walked around and you measured everybody's waistline and did the whole waistline just to height, and how many people would you find under 0.5? It'd be pretty much young kids who are like super skinny, you know, want to be Instagram models. Mm-hmm. But most people look like this dude. You know, he's got probably 45 inch waist and he's probably six, and 60 not to, tall. Not to lend <clears throat> any credence to the whole move more, eat less mantra. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm glad you brought this up because one thing I did observe on vacation one time, <clears throat> excuse me, is I witnessed and somebody, and maybe he was my age, I don't know. I, I'm shocked to learn that people are my age and they look like they're 60. <laughs> right. Um, but I watched him, not stockingly, but, but I watched him <laughs> and he came out of the lobby into the hotel or into the hotel pool area and sat down, you know, adjacent to me within earshot, mm-hmm. obviously, so I could hear him. But he said, Ugh. it just feels good to finally relax. And I was pre-judgy. I had my pre-judgy pants on. Of course. And I said, <clears throat> take a break from what? You, so you spoke to him? No, or you were just in my inner monologue, was like, oh, right, take right, a break right. from what? Right. Working in a coal mine? <laughs> yeah, you know. Being an, a, a lumberjack in the 1850s? What Joe, are you be, taking a break from? Being Joe Cubicle, most likely. Right. right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Why do you have to take a load off if you're never putting the load on? Right. What he meant was mentally. For sure. Not, not physically. For yeah. sure he did. Yeah. But that still makes me think, maybe we need to work hard enough to actually need a break. Right. Physically. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like with the, you know, increase in advancement in technology, obviously there's machines that do most of that stuff now. So you're not out having to, you know, lumberjack. Right, shit, right. Yeah, we're know. the yeah we're the victim of to our own technology. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because we're making it easier in most of those yep. manual labor jobs are right. going away. Right. So really the responsibility is that much more on the individual to simulate that level of activity you would have gotten in the previous picture. Like, what do you think these people were doing for work? Oh, yeah. Farmers. Oh, they're factory workers. It's all industrial. All industrial work. Yeah. And it was hard work. They might've died of black lung when they were 32, but sure. But it was hard work. Oh yeah. And then the, the, you know, the spouses are, let's face it. I'm not trying to be sexist, but. In this picture, in 19, you don't have to try. Nineteen eleven just, just comes naturally. It, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I try hard not to. It's, so in nineteen eleven, the spouse, the wives were at home. Yep, being homemakers and taking care of the kids, carrying kids around. And guess what they were doing though? Making everything from scratch. Oh, making all the scrubbing food. shirts by hand yeah, on the washboard. Exactly. Right. Shit was hard on their own washboard tabs. <laughs> right, because they had them. Because <laughs> they had them. Yeah. Shit was hard. Right. Yeah. Um, we just, I'll say it, I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, probably a million more times. We've just become so soft mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Yep. And I found this other article, too, where it talks about the body fat percentage over the decades. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. So it's got this uh, 1850, and it shows a dude here, very lean, and then it, I think it just averages out the average body fat percentage. You know, it's obviously sure. this is completely, you know, blanket statement. And then it, you go, you can move the widget through the years and watch the gut <laughs> just get bigger and bigger. He's doing so good so far. I'm He's guessing about 1985. Handles, you know, and then. Oh, 1990. You know, and then 20. You know, so now you got this, the gut that we yep. see in the in the beach picture. And, you know, it's not crazy extreme. It's just that when you see everybody like this, and like we've said many times. It's just normal. That's just normal now. But if you saw this guy compared to all those lean people in the, you know, 
50, that's the difference between being healthy and not. Right. And having all these chronic uh, occurrences of disease and, and careful. All the things that come with careful. it. Careful. You can still be healthy and fat. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is a pretty interesting article. Obviously, I'll post it in the show notes, but it talks about just as a society what our preferences were, too. Because, like, uh, it talks about pre- when we preferred really lean bodies to more muscular. Um, you know, to like, and then lean and muscular combined, and well, and, and people were trying to put on weight, but then that, ended up, that's Adam Carolla. What was the name of that show? No, that's not oh, Adam the Carolla. Man Show. That's uh, no, that's the uh, Adam Man versus Food guy. Yeah, isn't yep. isn't his name Adam? Yeah, you, Adam something. Yep. You remember he quit and then got all skinny? Did he? Well, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting article there, but um, talks about the body fat percentage through time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and <clears throat> well, you remember when you were fat back in the 1800s? It was a it was a social status. It meant you were well, wealthy, right? That you could afford to not have a manual labor job, and you could right. afford all the sweets and fats mm-hmm. you wanted. The the white cake with sweet frost. Yep. So now, just to uh, kind of drive the body fat percentage point home a little bit more too. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm 49. So for me. Ideal is 17 to 23. And remember my last check, I was 21.4. So I'm in the ideal range, but I'm, I'm shooting for lean. Um, and the average is 23 to 29. Over fat, they call it. It would be 29 to 31. And when I was at that water park, dude, every guy my age was this or higher. Without a doubt. I mean, And that's everybody. the norm. The over fat is the norm. Like I said, when I saw the fairly lean, when I, when I saw visible abs, that was a unicorn. Right. That was one out of a hundred. Especially now this this is what gets me excited. Especially <laughs> the the just the abs in general is a unicorn. Right. What about the abs on the guy in the forty seven to forty nine? Oh right. That's double unicorn. Well, yeah. That's a unicorn with two horns. It's like if unicorn and Sasquatch had a kid. Right. That'd be that guy. It's a unisquatch. Right. <laughs> a squatchicorn. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Yeah, craziness. <clears throat> so that was just, you know, once you're kind of like so tuned into this stuff, you just can't, you see it everywhere. Uh, it's, you like can't what's turn that it, called you when, you, turn it off. when you buy a yellow Volkswagen Volkswagen? Yeah, and I you know. See I was just everywhere. talking about this the other day. <laughs> and, and the person who brought it up couldn't fucking remember what it was called either. <laughs> right. But yeah, there's some, the something effect or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so now that you know, I'm so focused on this stuff, I just see it everywhere. But yep. oh, and one thing that was extra sad too when I was, Checking, I was I went to the front desk at this hotel we're at, and the, and I started to get in line, and all of a sudden I hear beep 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 beep. There's a freaking here comes a scooter. Okay. Okay. A couple, both on scooters. Are they racing? <laughs> to the grave. <laughs> Oof, no. You laughed at that. I did a little You're bit. Going to hell because it's kind of true <laughs> they but both both a couple checking into this you know universal studios property hotel on scooters both spilling over it way too fat to walk they, they could not walk and both of them and they're you know navigating around the queue that's dude that's heartbreaking i know i made a joke but yeah. it's heartbreaking it's freaking sad and i wanted to go you don't have to you know and I, of course, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe they both have spinal problems. How old were they? But, 
you know, my age, 50-ish. Come on. Oh, yeah. And But, you know, on the death deathometer, you know, they're way over here. It's not about lifespan. It's about health span. Exactly. Who gives a shit exactly. if you're still alive, if you got to ride a scooter but if, and have 50 fucking med- prescriptions you got to take yeah, every gun day? Gun to my head, I'd say they were 50. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, and they were both, you know. Maybe they got in a car accident. Right. Well, you know, like I said, you never know. I, I had my judgy pants on. I but always do. I, I can't. I can't take. My them assumption off. is they were too fat to walk, and you know, well, when were they visibly? They're, yeah, they're visibly fat. No, that's what it very, is. Very visibly, very fat. And of course, when you're going to these theme parks and stuff, you know, you get there's a lot of walking. So maybe they're just taking the easy way out, kind of like people that ride the golf cart at the course. But in the checkout, that's usually for time. In the check-in yeah, yeah. line at the hotel. Yeah. You don't. I mean, if no. you could walk, you'd be walking because it's narrow to get right. around these little. Right. In fact, she had to, in order to navigate the corner, she had to do the four-point turnaround. Oh, like Austin Powers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, yeah, if it wasn't oh, for, dude. if it was for medical reasons. How could they both, though? Right. Yeah. And they were both big. And, of course, there's always exceptions. If they what both, if they, if if they both you know, happen to have spinal injuries, <laughs> okay, whatever. But I doubt it. And yeah. It's just an, the extreme example of what happens when you're, you reach that level of obesity, you just say, F it, this is easier. It's like... It's the ultimate in choosing the comfort over the doing the hard thing. It's sedentary level expert. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right, and the thing is, I don't know, I feel like they should be way more ashamed than they were. In fact, if anything, they're like, get out of my way. I'm backing up. I'm beeping now. Get out of my way, assholes. I mean, I would be so ashamed if I had one of those things. Unless, obviously, if it was, you know, for a spinal injury or whatever. But if it was due to my just growing obese over time to the point where I couldn't walk, I would be so filled with shame. Right. And I feel like shame is way underutilized anymore. (laughs) Kind of like bullying. Right. And it's powerful. Yep. (laughs) Kind of like bullying. (laughs) Uh, no, seriously, funny. there's a guy on YouTube that <laughs> like says back in the day there was a certain <laughs> amount of bullying that was required, almost needed in, right. in social settings. To that toughen just, you up. And, yeah, yeah, and just to, to make give you some tough skin. and Well, and not to get all social, but I think, you know, just like immune systems, just like muscles, I think, you know, character needs some pushback, needs something to fight push against if everything's just smooth sailing all the time you never learn how to overcome you never learn how to punch the fucking bully in the nose right or overcome so at or get some back point, up again right if you get your ass kicked yes get up again right it, it's at some point in life you need to be able to go okay words aren't working i'm right. punching this motherfucker right in the throat right as hard as i can quit having your gut hang over into my airline seat asshole <laughs> That's not bullying. <laughs> well, it would be if you did it to him because you're fit and he's a fat ass. Um, okay, I found this other article. It's a choice. That was funny. Kind of ties into our vegan episode last week. So check that out if you haven't, everybody. Um, Jaden Smith, the Smith family. We're talking about Will Smith yeah. getting a big gut last week yep. and he's going to work on it. And um, Oh, yeah. He's, he started a program now. Did he? And on, yeah. the, on the plane, I watched Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, and he's him and Morris. Yeah. He's like Michael I mean, B. He's Jordan. Like 50 then, and he's yeah. great. He's like Michael B. Jordan jacked. Yeah, I mean, he was yep. really in shape. But 
this whole family just I don't get him, man. Why? Like his wife's banging rappers. His one kid's binary. The other one's vegan. I mean, they're very California. Put it that way. Which is fine. Um, yeah, whatever. It takes all times. Whatever. Um, you know. Okay, so the the Jaden one. So he's the I don't know. He's twenty something. I think now, and, and he is opening up a restaurant. And again, I don't. I mean, I love this guy's intentions here. Mm-hmm. He's going to open up a restaurant to serve free food to the homeless, but it's going to be only vegan food. And that's the kicker here. Um, oh, yeah. He did that's fine. Kid. And that's fine if he wants to give away or give away. Yeah. I mean, food. again, I, I think his heart's in the right place, but I just feel like it's misguided to think that that's going to be the most nutritious option. You know, something that can basically lead to starvation, if not done properly and it won't they're eating they're already starving they need something but imagine if he was handing them out eggs and bacon how much more beneficial that would be Mm. than to giving them carrots and kale i get it but guess what it's his thing watch (laughs) your own bobber dude i know but (laughs) i get it i get you it's just you know I, i just thought that was interesting like the choice and 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 that well that what actually what i'm not like I, like I said, I, but, I admire his intentions, and I got nothing against But him. young Gen Zers could be fucking pushing homeless people down in the alley and just robbing them. Well, in California, you're tripping be, them over and, them every five feet. Right, but I mean, he's not everywhere. doing that. Um, so I think he's a good role model. Yeah, no, I think I, I admire his intentions, but it's just interesting how he thinks that's the ultimate way to help them. People don't know what they don't know. Right. We're here to tell them, Jaden, <laughs> if you're out there, give them some eggs and bacon. <laughs> It'd be cheaper, too. Exactly. I mean, what do you think kale's going to do for a homeless dude? Well, you wipe uh, his ass with it, first of all. Hopefully, he's not feeding them kale. Well, it says hopefully, right here. Hopefully, he's feeding them, like, beans and quinoa and rice. And He provided healthy food around the streets as the truck in the manor provided, provided brown paper. What the? Brown paper? Who writes this shit? Brown paper giving carrots and kale to over 8,000 homeless living around the area. And now he's all set to expand his movements so the work could be done more than the previous. What the hell is that? Who wrote this? No, he did. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's some horrible grammar there. Um, Why does it say advertisement above it? Um, I think I clicked out of an ad. Oh, there. okay. Um, I, I killed it because it was annoying. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, so... Just interesting stuff there. That's a weird family, though. But I do love Will Smith's. Have you seen, like, his, he's he's like almost like a Tony Robbins wannabe kind of. Have you followed his, like, Instagram oh, yeah. stuff? And yeah, he's, he's got, good shit. I like him. Yeah, he's very, very, you know, motivating and trying to chase all his goals and just go for shit. He's going to run for president. Him versus The Rock. In the primary. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> They won't be. Yeah, so interesting they stuff. They won't be following in Arnold's footsteps. Let's just put it that way. All right, well, our term. Grelin's my favorite. Grelin. Now, I remember you talked about there's two of these, right? there Because there's another one. Leptin. Yeah, leptin. Okay, so I did not, I did not know what opposite. this meant at all. This is another one of those terms I hear all the time and don't, uh, you know, don't know what they mean. Grelin tells you to eat. So ghrelin, the hunger hormone. So here's the definition of it. 
So what is ghrelin? Ghrelin is a hormone produced in the gut. It is often termed the hunger hormone and sometimes called lenomorelin. Boy, I'm sure I butchered that. Ghrelin. It travels through your bloodstream into your brain where it tells your brain to become hungry and seek out food, otherwise known as hangry. Ghrelin's main function is to increase appetite. Ooh, we don't want that. It makes you consume more food, take in more calories, and store fat. This shit's evil, man. Yep, and wait till you get to the part where how it it's produced. The graph below shows how rats injected with the hormone had a rapid increase in weight. Okay, so don't inject me with any ghrelin. Okay, in addition, it affects your sleep-wake cycle, reward-seeking behavior, taste sensation, and carbohydrate metabolism. Wow. The hormone is produced in your stomach and secreted when your stomach is empty. It enters the bloodstream and affects a part of the brain known as the hypothalamus, which governs your hormones and appetite. Or produced when you have too much cortisol, mm. which is the fight or flight stress, hormone. The stress hormone. Yeah. So when it's in, you're in flight or fight mode, you produce cortisol. Cortisol triggers the production of ghrelin. I bet that's right on this next paragraph. I bet that's what they say. I want to see if you're right. Okay. Well, first Let's we'll cover this. Pull, this the, one. pull the curtain back. Okay. Well, so it says the higher, higher your levels, the hungrier you get, the lower your levels, the more full you feel, and the easier it is to eat fewer calories. And that's why when, when what I'm going with before you scroll down mm-hmm. is when you're super, super, super tired, that's why you eat. Oh, when you're super, super, okay. super stressed, that's why you eat. Because of that cortisol. Because of the cortisol. Okay. Yep. So it says, ghrelin may sound like a terrible diet-wrecking hormone. However, in the past, it played a role in survival by helping people maintain a healthy level of body fat. Here's a little aside. I guarantee this is the reason why they were able to eat those other passengers when that soccer team crashed. Right? What do you mean? Oh, just the- That that movie alive? The the overwhelming urge of hunger that- If you didn't have this ghrelin, you'd be like, eh, I'm good. Right. I ain't going to eat that leg. Right. But then, you know, that the kicks in and overtakes, yeah. And it's been a couple of weeks and you're like, you know, old Jose over there looks kind of tastes like look, chicken. Kind of look pretty tasty. <laughs> right. I kind of want to live. I wouldn't hesitate, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So without that, I mean, it'd be a lot tougher for people because then you just, it's all mental then. But right. Here you got the, your body's reinforcing that you got, yep. you got to get some animalistic. Yep. Survival takes over. So it says, these days, if you undereat or struggle to gain weight, higher ghrelin levels may help you consume more food and calories per day. Okay, that's, if, I suppose, if you're anorexic or something, which is unfortunately... Or you just want to get big muscles. Well, right. That's true, too, yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking cal- caloric restriction and losing yeah, weight. Yeah, because, you know, because of the people you saw at the beach. And because that's my focus, too. Right. So I got to remember that some people are trying to actually get bigger. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just as common, really. Okay, so what causes ghrelin to rise? Let's see if uh, Dewey was right here. Ghrelin levels typically rise before a meal when your stomach is empty, then they decrease. Okay, that's obvious. Well, you might assume obese people have higher levels. They may be just more sensitive to the effects. In fact, some research shows their levels are actually lower in lean than in lean people. Okay. What, ooh, obese people might have an overly active ghrelin receptor. Ooh. That's not something they they're talking about in the medical in the medical field. They're starting to talk about ghrelin suppressants. Oh, over right. the con- like yeah, prescription drugs to suppress ghrelin. And you know, it's funny because people a lot of times people say oh, it's just genetic. You know, they kind of use that excuse of yeah. you know 
just basically not being able to put the fork down and then right. we're like, put the fucking fork down. Right. You lazy bastard. Right. Coffee and, does that too. And there's some people. What? <laughs> Caffeine. How dare you? What? I said it suppresses ghrelin. That's a good thing. <laughs> right. So there actually may be some truth to that. That there's so, if if all things being equal, you know, the double blind, whatever, or identical twins, or whatever, some people may have a different response to that hormone or different levels of production of it. All things being equal, so they might actually and you know make it harder to stop eating, basically. For sure. Okay. Didn't we didn't get to the. Uh, I, I know you're right, even though it didn't say it in that paragraph as we predicted. I thought that's 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 where they were going. Okay, so it says uh, prioritize sleep. Yep, you're right there. Increase muscle mass. This is how we. This is tips to lower ghrelin and reduce hunger. Avoid weight extremes, so you don't want to be obese or anorexic. Prioritize sleep. Increase muscle mass. Eat more protein, which dovetails into our topic for the week. Maintain a stable weight. Don't have drastic weight changes. And cycle your calories. Periods of higher caloric intake can reduce hunger hormones and increase leptin. Wow, okay. Bingo. Boom. And it also increases, or fiber could probably be added to that list. Right, right. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, that's ghrelin, so that's interesting. Or ghrelin, depends on who you ask. Okay. Do they say it that way in Canada? I don't know. All right, well, let's get into our topic for the week, protein. Oh, I've been so focused on this recently, and it's all due Damn to one you. guy. Damn you, Ted. Ted Naiman. He's, he's, he's in my head. Yep. I, it's, and we're going to talk about how this is – I'm seeing a paradigm shift in the nutrition space, and it's interesting to watch. It's, he, he's sort of come, he sort it, of crept in on behind. It's and super obvious because you know it what seems so obvious. And, now. and and right. And here's the problem: why there's a paradigm shift, and he's leading it is because he's not fucking wrong, and nobody can prove him wrong. I know nobody can prove him wrong. It's crazy. Well, let's first just to uh, define the word protein. Definition of protein from Merriam-Webster. Any of various naturally occurring, extremely complex substances that consist of amino acid residues joined by peptide bonds contains the element carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, usually sulfur, and occasionally other elements such as phosphorus or iron, and include many essential biological compounds such as enzymes, hormones, or antibodies. Okay, and then it's or the second definition is the total nitrogenous pl- material in plant or animal substances. So... That didn't really help us much because, uh, you know, as far as what the well, chemical... makes sense to me, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah, as far as what the <laughs> chemical definition is. Okay, How much do whatever, I need? You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, what we're concerned about is because we talked about, and I know there's four or six, whatever, you know, other macros, but the, three. the basic three that we're talking about are protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Now, here's where, to get back into the paradigm shift, okay, you teach a keto boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. I came from the good calories, bad calories, Gary Taubes, end of Atkins, into keto. Regurgitated Atkins. Yeah, pretty much regurgitated Atkins, into yeah. keto, into carnivore, which is basically keto because of the ratios yep. of, like, because they're always saying eat fatty meats. There's not eat. a carnivore that's not in ketosis. Exactly. And because of the ratio of the the 
and it's all you know low carb is the the commonality that like carnivore and keto and, mm-hmm. and atkins all have in common but the it's it's all the ratio of the fat to the protein and ted Naiman comes along and says i don't care hit your protein goals i don't care where your energy comes from whether you or choose the fat or the yeah. carbs or both or both because he's he's basically saying the pro if you hit the protein goals that's going to take care of itself and it just turns everything on its head because when you're teaching like what's your basic pitch for macro percentage when you're doing your keto boot camps uh well back up i don't have a pitch or you know per se your recommend basic my keto baseline. group my the, the genesis of my keto group was to just it came about by saying you know what so many people are interested in doing this and want to do this mm-hmm. and they don't know where to start or they've been fed so much bullshit that it's wrong so instead of constantly fielding private messages and dms asking constant questions you know what let's just get everyone together mm-hmm. and go through it and that's kind of how it started right and i and but I, as far as the macro, to answer your question, well, and just and, you know, it's not I, an attack on the keto thing. Oh, what I'm saying because I think, I still think, that keto is an awesome plan for and, sure. And but it, I needed to preface it with because I don't right. want to get fucking pigeonholed as the keto guy. No, exactly. And <laughs> but you're just saying is, hey, here's a here's a bright shiny object that can guide you down the correct but, path, and it's a great tool. And it's a great entryway into this yeah absolutely world. and people and doctors are buying into and people can understand it's everywhere you know so that it's not an attack and but but it's indicative of what we're going to talk about because of the whole thing is kind sure. of getting turned at least for me yep and, and to answer your original question yeah, so i used to say i used to say 70 75 of your calories from fat and how much from protein 20 so 75 20 and then five percent from carbs yep now but Knowing that that was essentially unachievable for the average Joe or Jane, right? Because it's just too much fat and not enough carbs. So, but thanks to Teddy, I shifted into. I tell you what, here's how we're going to attack keto for you. Because if you can't have most of your 75 percent of your carbs come from fat, healthy fat, I get it. Mm -hmm. It's super hard. So here's what we're going to do for you, Josh, since you're having trouble getting to that fat number. Yep. I'm just going to have you focus on nothing but that carb number. Mm. And then outside of that 5%, shoot for zero because you'll hit at least 10. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I say five because you're going to hit at least 10%. Yeah. Overshoot a little. Yep, you always will because just the natural course of eating normal oh, yeah. foods, you're going to eat some carbs. But when I said just worry about that carbs and then make sure that that number is as close as perfect as you can get it and then let fat and protein fall where they may, protein went way up. Right. Protein went way up. Protein became 75%. Fat became the 20. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? Then I'm sure the fat Same fucking result. Same result. They're not hungry. The fat's falling off, and they're not eating all that fat. Right, and that's that's the whole thing that's getting flipped now. At least, it's funny because Ted Naiman came up. I don't know. I probably first heard of him like a year ago, 
and he would just pop one up on occasional podcasts. Yeah, oh yeah. And he was kind of the weirdo, like because everybody was like low carb, and he'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, maybe, carbs. maybe. Yeah, well, he would it say depends low carb. on how you react. And what what he says is low carb and low fat. And that's what I'm because doing right now. All he cares about is hit the protein targets. Yep. And as a result of that, you, everything else will be less. But guess what? I'm finding out because that's what I'm essentially doing the mm-hmm. the PE diet right now. Okay. The problem with and let's bring the, up his his the uh, challenge with the PE diet right now for me is holy zoom out Batman. I know it's gonna. Oh, I there you it, go. It's just the way the. Oh, did you get the book? Background. No, no. This is just his website for it. Oh. Anyways, the the challenge I have, and everyone thinks it's a weirdo because he always has his shirt off, but I would too <laughs> if I looked like that. Right. Um, now everyone's like, all the women listening to me, like I gotta go on YouTube. Go Why am I listening to this? <laughs> go look at Ted Heyman. <laughs> Anyways, there he is. Um, Boom. Yeah, and he's fifty. And he's fifty. Yeah, he's our age, bastard. And so, you know what else he does? Not to sidetrack. Pull tail. He does body weight. He does like pull ups to failure. Oh, it's all calisthenics. And yeah, and yep. he's got a he does pull ups and he does uh, pull. He's got a pull up bar in this. And he, but he goes to like extreme failure with those. Oh, like, for so sure. he's he's working. You know, yep. he's not just doing. Well, you have to. Yeah, you can't just go through the motions. That's right. his. That's the guy that wrote the book with him. Oh, okay. Yep. <sighs> Anyways, where was I before you? You're doing the ten off on your homework. You said you're doing the PE diet. Um, yes, the PE diet. I'm just horny for his brain. <laughs> if the hard part is, it's way harder than keto. Okay. Eating that much protein is, it's fucking hard. Right. It is. You it, find you have to really watch. It's got to all be lean meat. You got to watch yourself. It's chicken more. breast and tuna. Dude, so that's it. It's almost full circle. To the bodybuilding Back days. The, right. Not, next thing you know, I'm going to be walking around with a fucking milk jug with water in it. Right. Because I can't not drink water every six seconds. <laughs> and I'm going to be eating six meals a day out of the little Tupperware containers uh, and in the gym. In between yeah. bench press sets, right. I'm going to be eating rice. It, it is. It's coming full circle. Yeah, because- Rice and, cakes. And as the keto or carnivore guy, I was always like, eh, chicken breast, that's stupid. Go for the ribeyes. Eat the fat. Yep. Go for the ribeyes. Yep. Because it's got the, the perfect mix of but fat guess and protein. What, guess what helps, though? Now, for me, because I'm trying to lose fat, mm-hmm. who isn't? Right. Just with the 4th of July right around the corner. <laughs> um, so who isn't trying to lose fat? So what helps with me is- not just the satiety that comes with the protein itself, but the volume of food oh. that I'm able to eat because there's no fat. So when there's no fat, there's no calories. Calories go down. So you get a higher volume. So I'm struggling to get calories. Right. So because actually, the volume, I'm eating so much. And then, okay, let's, that's, that dovetails nicely into his. See, now, my, the strategy used to be, like you said, keep just basically carb restriction. That was how we both approach things: carb restriction, and to shake the carb addiction. Right, and that and, was the main for me. That and was prioritize the, the fat, like you said, like in the keto thing. And for me, it was ribeyes, bacon. You know, go for the fatty meats, the marbled meats. Those are the best because they had the best ratio of fat to protein. Because you couldn't get the fat. Fat was hard to get. Right. If you try to so, get to that seventy percent. But here's the problem, and here's what he says: the reason that people don't lose body fat doing that is because you're giving your body too much fat and it won't burn what's on it as easily and i just heard him i got and i'll post the link he was on uh, okay. the diet doctor podcast 
with the really high voice, annoying guy. I like him though. He's really, really good, but he lays this out exact. Okay. Oh, I gotta listen to it now. Yeah, it's number seventy, and I'll put the uh, the um, I'll put the link in the show notes, obviously. But it's number but, seventy in the Diet Doctor podcast. Teddy, and he lays it out exact, exactly why. And it's he's very. I mean, he's been through so many of these interviews now. He's got his. Right. He's got his shit dialed. Oh, yeah. I mean, he knows exactly. And the because this diet doctor guy is a keto guy. What? Hardcore. 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 You know what's funny, though, is thank God he's not called the keto doctor. Because I can hear his brain going, turn, turn the battleship around. Mm-hmm. Turn the battle. We can't be the keto doctor. And thank God we're called diet doctor because that works for all diets. Right. That's why I don't want to be pigeonholed as the keto guy. Exactly. Right. Shit changes. I changed my mind, but I've I've never been diehard keto. I just think it's a wonderful tool for obese people to kick the carb addiction, exactly, and just get started. That's why it's called a keto kickstart. And if you're going off of the standard American diet, keto is five zillion times better. So obviously that kicks. Oh right, right. Yeah. So I mean, it's there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong, but the it's, it's it's you can sense a paradigm shift. I could hear the doctor. I forget his name, Doctor Eric or something. Eric Berg. But he, he, I could hear him going, uh-oh, because he was trying to go b- fall back on his standard keto answers, and Ted Name would just be, he would, he'd, he'd be like, you're at the, at the range, you know, doing clay pigeons. He'd be like, oh, you got a question? <laughs> Pull. Oh, oh, yeah, fat, oh, eat more that's fat? Wow, so- no, because then your body won't burn what's on it. Right, that's Asshole. Now right. what do you think? Right. And he was just shooting them down, yep. and he, like you said, he can't be proven wrong. Right, because he's and the one guy pushing he, this. He doesn't fit into any of the the the, the zealots either on the high carb seco side or even on the far far high fat low carb side. Right, they can't put it. They, he doesn't fit in their box. Right, and, and it drives him crazy. Yeah, because the the keto guys are all, you know, carb haters. Yep, and he's like, I don't care. Eat some carbs. Right. Just prioritize the protein. And then the, the high carb guys are, are like fat's evil, fat's demon demonized. And he's like, no, right. it's not. Yep. <laughs> so, right. So he he ever, it's almost like everybody hates him. Well not hate I mean him being, you know, well, you hyperbolic, know but I get that. Everybody but. disagrees with him, but they can't prove him wrong. And he's like the one guy yeah. who's coming right down the middle and going, No, you guys are all getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's flipped me on my head and it's yeah. I could hear the diet doctor going uh oh turn the battleship around what are we going to do because we've been writing all these articles for years on keto fat, prioritize fat, the fat fat fat, 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 fat fat eat the fat and as a pendulum you know we our episode on the food pyramid you know talked about how fat was demonized for so many years and wrongfully it's still wrongfully it, so it, it is it's still not bad for it you. doesn't cause heart attacks and stuff it's just that it's harder to lose weight because you're su- giving your body a supply, constant supply of fat to burn instead of what's on your body. Sure, but, at the, same, so but, at, the, but at the same time, the argument for the ketogenic diet fat is you're, you're teaching your body to use it. And you know what Ted Damon says? He went, pull. Oh, you think that, huh? Blam! And then he goes, your body will survive. I, I forget. you got to listen to number 70 of the diet doctor. He says the body will adapt and survive to what it's provided and find a way to navigate that is basically is the horribly butchered version of his answer. Okay. I know. And I was just like yeah. you, I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. But what about the hundreds of keto podcasts I listened to? Yeah. You know, and prioritizing the fat and he's like, nah, give your so body he, less fat. It'll, and it seems so freaking simple. Now give your body less fat. It'll burn what's on it. So, 
Right. So that that's the old the only thing that's he agrees the old on, diet. But he does say the one and the one thing that the keto and him agree on is restrict the carbs, especially if you're getting into it. Right. Because of the addiction piece. Yep. You know the mindset change, the hyper palatability, all right? That. So, it, but if you, rather than just restricting the carbs, if you just concentrate on hitting the protein targets, you will restrict the carbs. That's how I changed the whole keto thing. And you ready? Is this one ready? Yep. Okay. Hope you're ready for this. <laughs> when I have been focusing on the protein and more carbs. Quite a few more carbs, but I, I exercise a lot, so I'm not going to talk about numbers because yep. people will be like, what, that many carbs? Yeah. Spoiler alert. When I was focusing on the protein and not eating a ton of processed carbs, if any at all, and I was focusing on low fat at the same time, this will flip to keto people and that'll be the bomb. Mm-hmm. I still pissed hot on that keto strip. And I was low fat, right? And I was in, I was producing ketones, right? And he has an interesting answer on that. You got to listen to number seventy in the diet talk because he talks about the ketones. He's not as worried about ketones. He, I think he thinks it's fine if they're occurring, but it's not necessary to be in ketosis. Oh, sure. And he sure. talks about that. Um, basically, what you want to be doing is burning body fat if that's your goal, right? You know, if you have excess body fat, if you're like me and you're at twenty one point four and you're trying to get down to like fifteen or whatever. Then, if your goal is to reduce your body fat percentage, you got to not quit giving your body that fat as fuel and let it burn what's on it. And the way to do that is prioritize the protein. Now, what he does, he he kind of, and this is how I am able to think of it in my mind now as a way to make it super bottom line simple. Hit your protein goal every day while staying under your calorie goal, your calorie limit. Sure. So if, you know, and, and I forget the exact numbers, but I think he recommends the, you know. 0.7 to 1. Five higher, I think. like 1 like, gram. Of your target body weight, too, which is interesting. Oh. He doesn't say of your current. Interesting. Of your target. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Right. Um, so let's say it's 1 gram of protein. So I would hit. 170 grams of protein per day while staying under your calorie limit. So that forces you to limit the energy source, the fat or the carbs. So if you do that, then you're going to drop body fat. You're going to lean out. Um, Well, you're just, it's a, it's, it's just a little hack. Yeah. You just can't. It's a little hack to keep yourself in a to give yourself a little more breathe a little buffer to be in more of a deficit and it comes back to that satiety per calorie thing um you know that because the protein has a the highest satiety per calorie whereas fat is bad really bad with that because like you said a teaspoon of heavy cream you know it's seven it's not going to fill you up but it's got tons of calories so you're going to skate right past that double right it's double the calories as the other right so you're going to skate past the calorie goal so but if you would have had that same amount of of calories and that's, protein, yeah, be a and lot that's more. why with the keto people, I just said stop worrying about the fat, just yep. just cut the carbs, right? And when people prioritize the protein, they always eat less calories because it's so much more filling. Yeah, and because they're not prioritizing the fat, which is so much has so much more calories in it. 
I think Ted Naiman owns stock in chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, it's... Because uh, that's about the only protein you can eat. Okay, I'm about to blow... This blew my mind, okay? Well, here's his book, too, The P.E. Diet. It's like 160 bucks if you buy a physical copy because they literally self-published. It's and, a textbook, too. Yeah, I mean, it's full of tons of crazy graphics and stuff, but you have the Kindle version. It was like 19 bucks, right? Yeah. So and, and, and But the paper, the the real book book was only 80. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I said, can you go up and buy it? And oh, here's a... There's a before mean, and after. This is, and he says same weight in both pictures. Same weight in both pictures. And yeah. It's when probably he, like 155 or something. That's when he was eating carbs and yeah, working out the 50 times a day. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah, now let's see what the hard copy. Yeah, yeah 80, okay, bucks. 80 bucks. So that's not bad. I mean, if it's going to change your life, it's worth it, right? You're right. I think sometimes <laughs> I wish I had the actual book, but. Yeah. Maybe I'll spring for it. But here's one thing that he mentioned. They oh, both, that's prime rib. They both, <laughs> they both mentioned the protein leverage hypothesis. Have you heard about that? Okay. Mm, this is something they use on cattle. It's a theory that you will, the animals will eat until they get enough protein. So if you, meaning if you eat something that has a low percentage you know, of protein. No, I know what it means. You're going to keep it eating. It is kind of like. Hmm. Seeing the body. So that's for me, this was a, so easy. That was a bomb. So easy to overeat carbs because your body's going, nope, not done. Not done. Need more protein. Yep. There's nothing in these freaking Doritos. Right. Teeny, it's, teeny bit of protein. Void. You better keep going. Right. Exactly. So, and it, well, let me so that's the hyper palatable, empty, the empty calories. Right. That's always that's been a philosophy. That's why you keep going. But, right. So you keep going. Because they're empty calories. And let me explain how they do this with cattle. If they need to fatten up cattle. You know, and make sure they don't corn. lose any mass. You know, that's what they do. And they have observed this effect with, with cattle. They, When they're left to their own devices, they'll eat until they hit the protein goal. So they can control how fat the cattle are based on the percentage of protein in their feed. Sure. Yep. Because if it's higher percentage of protein in the feed, they'll eat less of it. That's if why they need die. to eat more calories, they lower the percentage of protein in the feed. That's why they die if they're left to their own devices on corn. Right. They'll eat till they die. Right, because they're never going to get there. Yep. So that was a, like a – that was one of those for me. For sure. When he was talking about that because I was like, wow, okay. So that's why you you just keep going. And if you prioritize the protein and you're eating the leaner meats uh, – this, this is tough though because – you know, it's a lot of stuff that it's flipping the whole paradigm on its head for me. Yeah. And, and I question it because I know I've smashed my protein goal and I can still eat. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, I haven't tracked this. I haven't experimented with this yet. Um, but you know, and I'm still learning about it. But if you prioritize the protein, you'll be more full because of the satiety per calorie. and You won't feel stop. hungry. Right, you won't feel hungry. Right? Yeah, not exactly. full. Yeah. And it results in less calories consumed. And as we know, that's the overall reason whether you're going to drop body fat or not. Yep. Is if you're in a caloric deficit. So how do you stay in a caloric deficit more comfortably? You need to be satiated. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what episode it was. It was very early on, one or two, where we talked about the satiety per calorie that... Ted Neiman first brought to our attention and talked about certain foods. So let's let's talk about a couple 
foods and and things like myths that for me what i had to flip okay bacon and eggs boy that second okay. paragraph though right before you shut it off oh. i was reading it yeah that really blows the Your, nope keep going down this one 10 daily energy protein is not enough that oh, just shoots yeah. the vegan thing all the shit right <laughs> Because the vegan's whole mantra is you don't need as much protein. You don't need protein. Yeah, tell, you, you just got in an argument with somebody. Yeah, not an argument, but uh, a, a, discussion. Dis, a, a, a civil discussion. A, a passionate discussion with someone on the Twitters. Go figure. Um, tw- Twitter, but by the way, has been surprisingly civil lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's probably. The Earth must be on its axis, magnetic axis or something. Or it's because they kick somebody off. It's, it's the UFOs. <laughs> it's the UFOs. <laughs> they they kicked a certain someone off. Um, but wrong. <laughs> speaking up. <laughs> um, yeah. The, but the discussion was, um, the guy said you can get all your daily protein just from like from beans, and I said, dude, for me to get my daily, according to Ted Naiman, mm-hmm. and according to my stomach and my muscle mass and me being able to lift heavy things, I know that in order to get my daily protein allowance or goal from just beans i'd have to eat 3058 calories from black beans <laughs> that's a lot a lot of beans that'd be all i eat right to stay in a deficit yeah because i'm in a deficit because they're not I'm at a 500 calorie deficit at 3000 so they're not high enough percentage of protein per gram or you know per weight or well there's just no fucking yeah. protein in it right. it's a stupid point mm-hmm. it, it's it's a stupid point even ted Naiman, because he does get questioned about the you know the vegan vegetarian and he supports angle. it he said it's possible he says it's possible but, but it's he's fucking tough. hard he's, he's talking about soy and yep. stuff like that and he's you really got to thread the needle people take soy protein shakes right but that yeah. also comes accord- with its own set of challenges well according to some as, experts it's whole foods you know right but the soy well i mean i'm a advocate i drink pep i drink uh collagen peptides mm-hmm. protein every day it's a way to get there. And, and it helps me get there every mm-hmm. single time. But soy, allegedly, according to some studies, suggests that titties. it's it really increases your estrogen. Got the man titties. Yeah, I don't yeah. want moobs. Nope. Yeah, that kind of defeats the whole purpose if we got to start wearing a C cup. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was the whole point there when it says the daily... and the, But the guy that was arguing with me, the vegan who was debating me said you only need 10% mm. of your total caloric intake to be from protein. Not enough. He said everything else just gets flushed out as waste. I'm like, mm, you must belong to a lot of private vegan Facebook groups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of their mantras for sure. I don't see how you're doing it. I mean, and that's why a lot of vegans, you know, we see look pretty sickly and not – not very muscular right. and they're, you know, kind of wasting away in my opinion. Um, you really have to thread that needle. If you're going to be the vegan bodybuilder, it's, you got to really overachieve. Soy protein shakes yeah, you gotta, six times a day. Yeah. You got to, it's not going to come natural. And, you know, so let's talk about a couple myths. So for me, like the bacon and eggs thing, fucked me up. Okay. Ted Naiman says, and not that Ted Naiman's our God now, but I'm just, we're, Talking about protein, and this was a mind oh, yeah. mind bomb. Bacon's a no no. Turkey bacon. No beef bacon is a no, or pork bacon's a no yeah. no. He's saying turkey, turkey bacon fine. because it's lower fat. Watch the higher. sodium. Watch the sodium for you, those of you at home. So you know he's saying higher pro. Go with the higher protein. Eggs. 
He egg whites. He says mix the egg whites. Fucking bodybuilders were right all along. I know. <laughs> Fuck. And you know my and I don't know how many episodes ago, but I've said this thousands of times. Eggs are the perfect food, you know. And it's and I mean it's still it's not like you're going to go wrong eating eggs, but if you're trying to hit this particular approach right on the nuts, you got to do a mix. And what he says is mix. A certain amount of egg prefer, whites. I just prefer fried eggs. That's yeah, my problem. Too. Well, he says mix in an egg and some egg whites. So not just pure egg whites. Oh, okay. Just change the ratio. So like have two oh. two eggs worth of eggs whites and then an egg. Okay. You're like throw in an egg with every two eggs worth of egg whites and I don't know, a cup or whatever. I don't know. It's and then not break the yolk and then change just the ratio. In the frying pan. Yeah, I guess. Or do it scrambled or whatever. I don't like scrambled eggs. I just said that. Oh, scrambled. That's why I okay. like fried eggs. I thought you meant you just don't like egg whites. No, 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 no. I like egg whites. They're okay. scrambled. Right. But I just like the yolky, runny egg. Yes. Yeah, me too. And I love ribeyes more than lean meats. Right. But the the I don't mind scrambled eggs. It's just so much more work. Yeah. So that that one was a big one. Like the eggs and bacon. It's like, shit, now i got to eat egg whites and turkey bacon. I feel like, you know. Dude, what my, happened to all the ribeyes and eggs and bacon that I could have? You know what I had for lunch? What? Breakfast sausage from chicken. Chicken sausage? Yep. Okay. See? Costco's got so many chicken and turkey processed meats like that. Oh, yeah. You got to watch out for the sodium, though. Yeah. That'll sneak up on you. And he interestingly, he never talked about that, so I don't know what, you know, his position is on that or what. Well, his position is probably just are, eat flesh. Right. Stick to the st- stay away from the process stuff. Yep. Is probably what he would say. Yep. Just eat natural flesh. Yeah. So for me, the you know the hit the protein goal while staying under the calorie limit per day. That's an easy way to express it. Here's another one that was kind of a myth buster. He said salads, high volume, low calorie per volume, not a ton of protein, but a lot of protein considering the amount of volume you get so you get fuller right so he's not against like i would have thought he would have said don't eat salads because where's the protein well because there's so much volume there it fills you up so the satiety per calorie is very high sure so like a a salad with some you know lean meat on it Mm -hmm. that's what i eat i was like damn grilled chicken myth myth take chicken breasts off the grill cube them up Throw them in with cucumbers and mini peppers and mushrooms. And see, to me, I would think cucumbers worthless, but I guess they're good for filling you up. Yep. But you there's know. there's there's micronutrients. Yeah, there's some in there, but so it's it was really turning turning some shit on its head for me. That's why me and Mal every day we eat a Tupperware bowl, like huge Tupperware bowl of salad. But no, no greens. Of what? Mushrooms. Oh. Mini peppers, um, carrots, uh, cucumbers, whatever other vegetable we find. Yeah. I just load it up. It's just, it's uh, just, I don't know. It's, he has me over clamped. <laughs> right. I got the vapors. <laughs> got the meat, the lean meat vapors. So listen to listen to that number seventy diet. But guess doctor. what lean meat is? Boring as fuck. Right. <laughs> it's so boring. Well, that's why bodybuilders and the strongmen they look at it as a chore. It is a chore. They don't look at it like, oh, I love this. They're like, fuck, I got to eat again. 
especially like like I just mentioned a minute ago, at three thousand calories, I'm in a deficit. And you know how much that's a lot of food. You know how much three calories is with low fat and low carb? Three thousand, yeah. It's a it's a lot of freaking volume. It's like Mel says, you eat like it's your job. Right. It not, yeah. I can't fast anymore. Right. I can't. Because I can't skip breakfast because there's no way I'm getting that food in that window. Right. Yeah, because if you're doing like intermittent fasting, time-restricted feeding, well, I have six you can't cram hours. it in. No. You don't literally don't have the capacity, nope. the, the digestive capacity for it. No, <laughs> you, I don't. And I end up on Whereas if it was a ribeye and heavy cream and stuff, it's easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. But, you know, it all depends on your goals, you know. And, and I'd say from the average person out there is trying to drop their percentage of body fat. For sure. So, you know, if that's your goal, take a look at this PE diet, Ted Naiman. It's good stuff. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, yeah, he gets a little bit into the weeds, but. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a, he comes from an engineering background. So he approaches everything like it's a complex engineering problem, even though he's a yeah. doctor. Right. So, yeah, he, he's, he can get way deep in the weeds. But on this particular episode of The Diet Doctor, it was very easy to understand. Sure. And you, you can tell he's got a big brain on him. Oh yeah, but uh, I, I was grasping it all, and it and it made sense, and it was really like laid out very succinctly. So that's a it's a good one to to get started on this episode seventy. I'll turn that on when I leave. Do it, man! It's really good. All right, well, let's get into a sad tale of how fat is Josh? Pretty fat. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that. Look at this. I'm starting to realize that holy sheep shit. Right. Vacation okay. Josh is different than everyday Josh. Uh, you know what? Remember the last time when I went to Phoenix a month or two back and yep. I maintained, I worked out. Did I you take any of my advice? The same way. No. Okay. I, I was like, Dewey who? I'm gonna eat this Krispy Kreme. I'm gonna <laughs> In fact, not only did I I mean I was like an alcoholic. I was like Nicolas Cage and leaving Las Vegas Ooh. except for with cars. At least you got home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, I got run, not only did I fall off the wagon, but it ran over me with its big cinnamon wheel, wheel <laughs> and then cinnamon roll up, wheels. And backed up over you. Oh, dude, it was bad. So what'd you start at? 170, well, 196 or whatever. 194.6. But this is extreme. This is literally just this morning and I got back yesterday. So I haven't, I've been, I haven't eaten a bite since I got back. So I know tomorrow I'm going to be down like five pounds and I'll be you right. You, have, you, have, you are fasting? Yeah. I, I'm 20 hours in right now. So oh. um, I'm gonna, it's going to go right back down. And I worked out last night. It felt good. Um, so I'm right back on track and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Will Smith the shit. So I expect next week I'll probably be right back where I was last week and then, then it's going to keep going from there. And I'm going to try prioritizing the protein. But look, this is a, this is a perfect illustration. And I'm just laying it out there, people. This is the perfect illustration this for is the shameful folks at home. For me. Shameful. But you know what it is? It was it's not linear. I'm gonna go sure. I'm gonna go on vacation and I'm gonna enjoy it with my family. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, they weren't there. Oh, I thought you were with your family. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. Yeah, they oh. were. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I went by myself I just so I could pick I wasn't out. surprised. <laughs> it's not uncommon. I just went there to study fat people with my right. clipboard. My Krispy Kremes. Or your family, your other family. Right. The Orlando family. Right. No, but my point is, yes, you went on vacation. You pigged out. You had fun. You ate what you wanted to. Um, you enjoyed it. And now you came home. 
And I ate what three people wanted to. <laughs> right. And scroll back to the left again. Three, three. Or two ten, February tenth. Now scroll back. Oh, I wiped out like two months worth of gains. Yeah, in like one weekend. Yeah, yeah, I know. If oh. that's not oh, it's easy to climb back up, dude. So when people say oh, I was good all week, and then this weekend I just you know I had a cheat meal, I just rewarded myself. You just erased everything you did that week, probably. Two for two months, in your case. Right. I mean, you'll be back to normal <laughs> quickly, but you're starting back over in February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also, you I've didn't been, gain, I've been stalled for a But long you didn't time gain too. seven pounds of fat. No, no. In three days. So you're full of water, yep. you're full of carbs. Mm -hmm. Why don't um, you measure me while we're at it? It'll come off. Do you really want to? Yeah. I, I got to document this shit. But it just illustrates how easy it is to come back. Oh yeah, well, that, and that's that's what I'm hoping to to get across when I recover. Like the nickel avocado dude, right? He could. Oh, we broke it. Yeah, you can. Oh, it's broke, dude. What? What happened? No, no how fast, Josh? This week. <laughs> Remember last week it broke. <laughs> that's right. It I sucked forgot. back into the thing. That's right. You snapped it. All right. Well. We'll catch up with that next week, but, but I can eyeball it. You're like, to say, you're like probably, 41. Probably not. I'm probably at 36. I'm, I'm guessing I gained a half. See, I don't feel like super fat. I feel oh, you're like, just full of water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't feel like I packed on a bunch of uh, actual body fat. But now you should lift. Get that volume. Get that pump. You know what? I've been I've been doing progressive overload. So on my uh, on my bench press. When I got my my rack from PRX Performance, I could finally bench in safety because of the spotter arms. So I went from doing, I think I started like 20-pound dumbbells and then went up to 40s and 40 and then 45s. Then I got on the bar. So that was basically 90 pounds, right? So I went up to 90, then 100, and 100. I went up basically 10, 5, 10 pounds a week. And I was at 130 last night for, you know, four sets of 10. And... It feels like it's about the same amount of effort. Like it's right on the mm. edge of. Sure. I can barely get the last one of the last set. Um, so, but it, it's going up every week. So I haven't capped out yet to see where I can't go another. And that, that's where I'm going to stay for a while. And then I'm going to try to inch up like five pounds, at least five pounds a week. You know, to try to force my body to adapt to that stimulus. So I don't, you know, I don't know for a relatively skinny guy of you know, 50 years old where that falls and I don't care. Um, for me, I just need to go harder every week. And as long as that number is moving up, then I'm getting there. So be it. Yep. So I, I, did feel, I feel pretty good about it. 50 today. Yeah. For 10. In each hand. <laughs> I knew there was a trap. I knew that was a trap. <laughs> it felt good though. Those 150 pound dumbbells felt good. Um, it's so freaking harder to do with dumbbells. It is. I mean, I could barely get the 45 dumbbells up. Yep. But doing 90 pounds on the bar was easy. Yep. It's crazy how it's much harder. It's spread out. Just stabilization. Trying, well, yeah, and just trying to yep. stabilize that with each arm is so much harder. Well, and a lot of times what ends up happening with the bar is you're dominant. Yeah. So one oh, side's right, going right. to carry more of the load. Yeah. But it's still going to go up. Could overcompensate, yeah. Yep. 
that's why like when i get the 150 like though i had the 150s today and i would get them like this and then i'm left-handed so it was like that one's going quicker oh yeah, yeah right yep, yeah much easier yeah it's but but you can you can manipulate it. Right. You can find your groove. Yeah. You're like, it's almost to the point where you, you have figure the most strength. it. Well, and you figure it out like, like with your shoulder, it's like right here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's almost like, it's almost like it like drops into a, like a groove. Oh, yeah. And it's like, whoosh, and it where just the muscles slides. are lined up. Yeah. 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 And right. it's like, okay, this is my natural position. Okay. Yeah. I'm not fighting it with the bar. Right. This isn't my natural position because this hand, I like. Yeah, because it can go in and out independently. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, Makes sense. And you get stronger. Your shoulders get stronger. Yeah, I think it, everything gets stronger with one, dumbbells. And one thing I'm learning with just my limited experience in this is you got to vary it up too. Well, oh, absolutely. Like I will never just, I'm doing bench press now because I did dumbbells for so long. Sure. But I think it's important because then I did, after I did bench press and I did like flies with dumbbells and mm-hmm. I did overhead press with dumbbells. So I'm, and I'll probably go back to doing bench press with dumbbells too after I do like, you know, yep. a few weeks of this. Right. Because I notice it, a different part of the muscle sore. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Know, doing the bar versus the, even though it's almost, it feels like exactly the same motion. Right. Because of the things you just mentioned, the stabilizing and everything. It's, it's a different movement. Yeah. It seems That's like it's more in the upper for sure. chest. When That's why bodybuilders will do flat bench, incline, decline, and bunk dumbbell. <laughs> it's different. different. Every freaking angle. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Just who has two and a half hours? <laughs> no shit. All right, guys. Well, that's our show for this week. So make sure you send uh, emails to info at fitandfurious.com if you got questions, topics, topic ideas, um, complaints. Fitness, yeah, topic complaints, ideas, praise. To just be food. Yeah, we'll take it all. Um, watch it. Make sure you're watching on YouTube to check out all the extra shenanigans. You want to see what those people in the 1910s look like on the beach, don't you? You want to see what Ted Naiman looks like with his rock hard abs? Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping. It's okay. For, We're all on the spectrum. I'm just hoping. Don't for feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What was that movie? I don't know. Kinsey. What's the guy that's sexologist? Kinsey. I don't know. Whatever. Why do you think I'd watch that? was a rabbit hole. Somebody with that. It was a biography movie, but he, t- he talks about nobody's like 100% heterosexual. No, of course not. Everybody's one. It's like one through six, and he it's developed a, a scale. Spectrum. When I see Ted Naiman, I'm, oh, a, yeah. I'm a five. What is there? It, what's a spectrum? Normally, I'm a one. I'm, I'm over here on the hetero side. It's a something scale. I, I see something Ted Naiman, I'm, yep. I'm a five. It's right. just how it works. Okay, whatever. That's Tom Brady for me. <laughs> yes. You're not wrong. Um, so, yeah, watch on YouTube to check out those extra shenanigans and make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts. I just realized we weren't on Google Podcasts, but we are now. So if you like Google Podcasts, check that out. I didn't know that was a thing until just now. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized we somehow we weren't being distributed there, but now we are. So check it out. Um, make sure you cool go to merch.com and get yourself a cool real food pyramid shirt with the tasty animals on it. I got to get that from my father-in-law. Yes. Those are available at furiousmerch.com and we will see you next week.